at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Well, good morning indeed. Sunday morning, it certainly is. Lots to talk about as we get full swing into two hours of uh, brand communications, marketing strategy, uh, media issues, uh, well, all around those issues, and lots more, of course. 0891-104207, that's the dial-in number. Quick, short, sharp calls relevant to what we're talking about at that moment, certainly welcome. You also have the option to SMS, 3471, will cost you two rands, and you can tweet at Ashraf Garda, spelled A-S-H-R-A-F-G-A-R-D-A. You can do that too, and post comments on my Facebook page. Well, I'll tell you what, lots to come indeed. We'll certainly chat about the MTN or the wallet. Did you see that advert? We'll also talk about um, the implications of uh, President Zuma rejecting or referring the Protection of Information Bill back to Parliament. What does that really mean? That comes up later. But for now, something that's been bubbling, forgive the word, the, the play on words there, for a long time, I think, um, which is the issue of the proposed alcohol advertising ban. It's still in the proposal stage, but as you know, the Minister of Health uh, taking it very, very seriously. It's, it's his personal battle, it seems like. So what does that really mean? Not so much from a health point of view. That's been discussed on, on other platforms, current affairs shows, but... The question really is, so if it happens, what does it mean, A, for the economy? What does it mean for advertising agencies? And is there a fight back from the agencies? Are they fighting back? What are their plans? Are they just sitting back and saying, well, we'll see what happens? Somehow, I doubt they can do just that. So we'll talk about that now. I've got three guests. Um, the, the first of three is Rob Jeffrey, who is the Managing Director and Senior Economist at uh, Econometrics. Rob, good chatting to you. Hi. Good morning, Mayor Ashraf. Good morning, indeed. We also have Naren Rao, who is the CEO of the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Naren, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, and the third guest we've got is um, uh, Becky Sisen Nguba, who is a communications expert. Good morning to you. Hi. Uh, good morning, Ashraf. Thank you. Thank you. Let's do this now. This has also been a story ongoing, and as you know, there's been lots of uh, debate around many other issues in terms of where is it finally going to go. But there's a sense amongst many people that it certainly is going to happen. So, first things first, let's just talk about implications thereof. Now, Ren Rao, let's start with you. Just what, what, what are the implications here in terms of the economy? There are substantial implications if you look at the fact that this is not just going to impact one industry in the economy, it's going to impact a broad base of industries. It's going to impact the advertising industry, the retail industry, uh, the hospitality industry. Uh, the advertising industry alone stands to lose, I would say, at a minimum, uh, the order of around 2 billion rand a year in terms of lost revenue. And this is before you start to extrapolate what the revenue impacts will be for the other industries. So we believe that we're heading too much towards what's commonly described as a nanny state, we're being characterized by a high degree of interventionism. The rights of business to do business appropriately in our economy are being impeded, and we believe that, once again, business is being made for a, a scapegoat because we are, facing, we are failing sorry, to enforce laws and address socioeconomic challenges in other areas of society. Business a scapegoat, just uh, how much of an impact that it does have on business. We'll get uh, the initial thoughts from Rob Jeffrey from Econometrics. Your thoughts? Thank you. Uh, first of all, the, com uh, the study was commissioned by the Association of Responsible Alcohol Use, and we were asked to look at the economic impact on the advertising ban uh, on alcoholic beverages in South Africa. We did a, a review of global studies, and one of the implications was <coughs> that in our 
study, econometric studies on, uh, in South Africa, we found there was no statistical relationship between per capita alcohol consumption and per capita advertising. Now, as a result of that, <clears throat> we believe that uh, the effectiveness of the ban as, as regards uh, alcohol advertising is going to be ineffective, it's weakened, and on alcohol abuse, it would appear that it would be fairly minimal for a number of reasons. The impact on the economy, I think, has been summarized quite well there, but it could be somewhat larger than many people think. Uh, the total advertising expenditure loss, we think, is about $4.4 billion with a loss of something like 12,000 direct jobs. Uh, but that translates into some dependents of 45,000 who will be without a breadwinner in the home. And then come the unforeseen consequences, the intangible costs, people out of work, stress. Uh, there could be an increase in the illegal uh, liquor market. There's something like 120,000 illegal uh, uh, and illicit uh, outlets uh, in the country. And this will lead to possibly a reduction in taxes, a loss of tax revenue, and certainly we translate that into slow economic growth and an increase in unemployment. Okay, that's just uh, the opening thoughts from uh, the survey done by Econometrics. Let's just get the, the thoughts of a communications expert, that's uh, Becky Sisian Mube. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, Ashraf, what the economies uh, and uh, the chamber of business are missing is the, the, the cost to the economy caused by alcohol uh, use and abuse. Mm-hmm. There is a figure which is being granted about, which is about 39 billion a year. Now that, if you consider that the liquor industry uses about 2 billion in uh, advertising and the total uh, of advertising spend in South Africa stands at around 36 billion. Now you look at the only effect on the economy, which means the money that you and I have pay uh, to taxes. Government uses 39 billion of it to deal with the devastation that is caused by uh, alcohol use and abuse. Well, I will quote you two studies. Um, one study was conducted by Salt City in November uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. They tried to estimate what government is actually spending on, al- on, on the account of alcohol abuse rather than attempting to calculate the full cost of uh, uh, society of alcohol abuse. Their research indicated that close to $7 billion, uh, on direct costs uh, is spent by government as a result of, uh, of alcohol use and abuse, while the national government allocates yearly about $10 billion. The revenue gained from value-added tax on alcohol sales and legal licenses is only estimated to $15 billion. So clearly the country is making a loss as a result. On, on that anyway. Okay, that, that's an interesting one. And I'm certainly going to welcome callers. And if you do have a strong view, just make it short and sharp. 0891-104207. Just where do you stand on this? Proposed alcohol advertising ban. Look at uh, look at various issues. Uh, one, the reason why. Two, the implications thereof in terms of uh, loss of loss of sales, possibly. Uh, some may suggest, but also the advertising agencies that spend lots of money or earn lots of money uh, producing these type of adverts. They'll be sort of out of business, I think, out of jobs, uh, and then the impacts on the brand itself. But furthermore, sport as well, I think, comes into play. Naren uh, Rao from uh, the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry, I think. Uh, Becky, Cesar Nubia makes an interesting point. You know, 
The two of you, that's Econometrics and the Chamber of Commerce looking at it in, in pure financial terms. But that's got to be offset as well against the, the cost in terms of uh, human life and, and, and breakdown in families, which has been well documented elsewhere. And isn't that the thrust of what the Minister of Health is saying? I agree that a number of challenges that we face as a society are being traced back to uh, alcohol abuse. <clears throat> Excuse me. And firstly, the information we're in possession of indicates that it is a very small percentage of our society that are abusers. So if you look at the total number of consumers, uh, generally speaking, they consume alcohol in a manner that does not result in improper behavior. But there's a small number that abuse alcohol, and there's a number of incidents that can be traced to that group of abusers, of course, that have uh, consequences and even costs to the fiscus. The problem, though, from the Chamber's point of view, is that we need to deal with the reasons why those that section of society are abusing alcohol. Because if you were to hypothetically remove alcohol from the scenario, that group will be tempted to go elsewhere. So if you make it difficult for them, for them to access alcohol in one manner or form, they would look at other means of release, and equally you'd have a cost to society. So the Chamber's perspective is let's deal with the root causes of these problems. Let, let's look at youngsters and why they're abusing alcohol. Let's enforce the laws that prohibit abuse amongst young, youngsters and introduce harsh penalties against those who violate the law. <clears throat> Excuse me, let's deal with the socioeconomic context Mm. For those but, but, but who are age and in the short term, how do you satisfy, and I'll put the same question to Rob Jeffrey, how do you satisfy the, the Minister of, of, or the Ministry of Health in this case here, in terms of what their position is, how do you satisfy them into a win-win situation in the short term, besides the long-term issue of, let's call it juvenile delinquency and, and, and alcohol abuse and the impact of that? Um, are you asking me? Well, well, let's get Naren now first, and I'll get Rob Jeffrey to answer as well, yeah. Naren? Firstly, again, it goes back to that socioeconomic context. Government is not looking at the context for this type of behavior. Secondly, uh, as there are many pieces of research that show that uh, alcohol abuse has adverse consequences, equally, there are a number of pieces of research that show that advertising merely causes brand differentiation, that advertising doesn't raise consumption levels and cause abuses. So the research on this matter is largely divided and government is in possession of such research. I would say that we need to turn our attention, and the ministry can play a key role in this, to peer influence, to uh, the role of parents, parental responsibility, uh, and those are more important factors, I believe, in terms of influencing especially young people to uh, consume alcohol appropriately if they were if they were of appropriate age. Okay, we'll get to, we'll get to some of the callers, and I'm happy to take your calls just in a minute. Uh, Rob Jeffrey, your thoughts? Well, first of all, it's quite correct. Uh, alcohol abuse costs this country a fortune. Our study was not just on the economic uh, costs, it was also on the other costs uh, and impacts, and tangible costs uh, of alcohol abuse exceed something like $40 billion a year. Uh, but the fact is, uh, what has been said is that there are other reasons for people actually uh, drinking, particularly amongst the youth. Uh, but studies have shown that parental education, poverty, unemployment and peer pressure are equally important factors. And particularly amongst the youth, uh, 
They have other means, and this is where advertising is not necessarily the best way to go about it. They have other means of uh, gaining their information, and they also have parents and role models and uh, peer group pressures which exist. And they drink for many reasons, and they or drink to excess in, uh, in, for many reasons. And they have other pla- social media platforms such as Twitter, Google, Facebook, and uh, it's a fact that they they just obtain the information that they want from other sources. Now, our study showed that there was absolutely an imperative, and the minister is quite correct in looking at this exceedingly closely. There are sound social, economic, uh, moral, and political imperatives to do something about it. But as has been said by Neron, what one needs is a targeted approach. And there are three areas that were uh, identified in our study, namely binge drinking, youth drinking, and the illegal alcohol sector. And it's those that need to be targeted with a rifle approach rather than punishing the entire uh, economy. And the point being made is that the study shows quite clearly that abuse will, uh, banning advertising will not actually uh, to any great extent uh, uh, solve the abuse problem. In fact, it won't, we believe, not at all. In fact, it could increase it by increasing pressures for people to, drink okay. uh, using other sources. Fascinating. I'll get to some of the callers in just one second. Just the last, uh, going back to the, the last of three guests, uh, Becky Sisa and Mube, your, your thoughts on, on this point here, which, uh, and, I, and I'm, I've heard many people say so, and, and there's a couple of others who, who sort of concur, uh, concur. Amanda Sebastian is saying the big companies will be fine, small business will lose, and people will just see it on international websites anyway. Now, now that's interesting because just keeping in mind, some may say the biggest spender in terms of alcohol advertising would be in this country, SAB Miller. Um, so who would probably lose is maybe the agencies. I think probably Ogilvy may well lose out. But the big gainers may well be Ogilvy, uh, rather SAB Miller once again because of the fact that there's no differentiation. The point uh, that Neren Rao made earlier on, meaning then uh, a challenger can't get renewed market share without ad- alcohol advertising spending, uh, so the status quo will, will remain. Your thoughts on that? Well, Asraf, there's a direct relationship between advertising spend and increased consumption of, uh, of any advertised product. Otherwise, nobody would be advertising. What advertising does is to buy a share of trust between the brand and the target market. Um, an authority on this matter, Richard Polley, in his book, The Distorted Mirror, Reflection on Unintended Consequences of, of Advertising, he uses a, a metaphor of a brain surgery when he speaks of the influence of advertising on society. He says there is no doubt that uh, advertising influences our culture, which in, in turn influences us. Advertisements are designed to attract attention, change attitudes, and command our behavior. This is not about the people who are currently drinking. The ban is designed for future generations. We are thinking, the minister here is thinking ahead, is thinking about the future of society. There is nothing that we can do about people who are currently drinking. They will continue to drink with or without an advert. So, so new, new markets. To, yeah. to stop normalizing uh, alcohol and glamorizing it and having it sponsoring Bafana Bafana, you can't be a successful sportsman if you're delving into, in, in, into alcohol. That has improved a thousand times. So we need new brands to attach to, to, to our celebrities so that there is this new interaction between the public and the, and, and the, the positive uh, 
values and moral values that will be attached to, to, to our celebrities, not okay. alcohol. All right, if you just tuned in, my name is Ashraf Gauda. This is the... The media show on SAFM, we do it every Sunday morning from 9 to 11, look at issues in uh, general brand communications, uh, and of course media issues too, 891 Today, that's the call-in number. Today we're talking about, well, for the first half an hour, the proposed ban on alcohol advertising. What does it really mean? And uh, perhaps the other one, who's fighting back? Is anybody fighting back? We'll find out. Let me get some calls, quick, short, sharp ones, please. Maggie, go ahead. Hi. Good morning. Uh, I would like to say if there's a serious intent to deal with the drinking problem, it is a many-pronged approach. Step number one, get rid of all alcohol advertising, get rid of all the lies and deception and destruction. Okay. And That's more? It. Just, just get, a lot, a whole of the, uh, get rid of the lies. Which, which lies? Advertising. The lies of advertising, the deception and the destruction. Okay. We Let's know the destruction in our country, on our roads, in the families. We know most of it is caused through alcohol abuse. And as I was saying, it is a many-pronged approach if they want to deal with the alcohol problem. Step number one, get rid of the lying advertising, which is full of deception, okay. leads to destruction. So, so you mean the uh, coercing or, or, or convincing people to consume where they don't do that anyway? Monkey uh, see, monkey do. Okay, thanks for that, uh, Maggie. Uh, okay. Let's move on to, to Faisal in Mayfair. Hi, Faisal. Uh, I should have looked, if I, uh, a quick one. If I'm a responsible alcohol drinker, why should my rights to the freedom of information be, be, be deprived because of the failure of the government to educate the public about abuse of alcohol? You mean I can't, I can't, I, I just, hello? You mean, you mean your right to, to receive advertising? Yes, to be right. targeted? Uh, advertising is a, is, a, is a freedom of information. Why should my, the, the rights of my rights to be deprived all that freedom of information, you know, I just can't, I just can't figure it out. I mean, if, if people are abusing alcohol, why should my rights to the freedom of information be, uh, be, be deprived because of other people that are abusing alcohol and, okay. and the failure of government to educate the public? I just can't figure it out. What, what, uh, why should... All right, God, that's a, that's a very interesting one as well. Last call for now. Joe, go ahead. Hi. Hello. Hi, Joe. Go ahead. Hi. I think, I think we must start from the school, you know, school is uh, from the metric balls, uh, Every celebration we do, it's, uh, alcohol is involved uh, in the sports. Uh, any, you know. Uh, okay, but, but Joe, I mean, that, that just for the, for the purpose of discussion today on this show, it, it's not so much about the overall impact. It's it's very much about the information, which is the advertising aspect. Are you, would you be supportive of an alcohol advertising ban? Definitely, this, uh, the smoking it helps a lot. Nothing down. The sports is still going on. Uh, all the things are still going on. Without the advertising, uh, uh, you know, uh, so I can't, uh, why, why can't they then, that will, that will help a lot, because it helps the smoking uh, side, you know. Okay. So why can't it help now? Uh, you know, the alcohol side. All right, let's, let's see if others concur with you. Let me just read some of the SMSs quickly. Problem is that drivers do not have certificates of roadworthiness from Trevor. Uh, maybe that's related to the, the number of accidents, of course. Charles saying, uh, Hi, Shref, how does your team relate the ban in alcohol Advertising in relation to tobacco will certainly raise that. SA Brewery is giving hundreds of million rands to ad agencies and broadcasters. How much do they spend on uh, rehabilitation centers to clean up the mess they help make? Question mark. Naren Rao talks absolute rubbish. The real nannies in South Africa are the multinationals. Ban advertising ASAP comes from Nick and Nelspreet. And SAB have fought back as of Monday. They've increased beer prices by 4.9%. Why? The annual profits amount 
to millions comes from Wayne. So there you are. This is a cross-section of opinions. Maybe just, uh, Rob Jeffrey, let's start with you about, uh, you know, what happened when the, the tobacco advertising ban kicked in. Because again, like alcohol, you can still, you can still smoke cigarettes. So tobacco is okay to consume. But the alcohol, the advertising ban on tobacco was instituted, what, I think over a decade ago. What was the impact then? Well, it certainly had an impact uh, temporarily, uh, but at the moment there's a huge increase in the uh, illicit market, and it's a major, major problem. Uh, cigarettes and tobacco coming in at uh, inordinately cheap prices, and the market estimated that it's approximately 30%. Uh, uh, just going back on that, the tobacco industry, uh, it was a much smaller industry, and obviously uh, uh, tobacco affects one personally directly, even in s- small quantities, and affects those around you. So there are significant differences. Uh, alcohol uh, taken in moderation does not affect uh, other people whatsoever. Uh, just coming back on a couple of questions, mm-hmm. studies show that the ban uh, does not necessarily work and it should be pointed out that for instance drugs is a growing problem in schools uh, and those drugs are not uh, advertised at all. Uh, The other point that should be noted is that the World Health Organization itself uh, says that what is necessary is further regulation and that's one of our findings by the way. Uh, Your speaker spoke about Mm -hmm. a multi-pronged approach, and that is actually one of the recommendations that comes out of the the study. So so, so what does it mean, further regulation? Sorry? When you say further regulation... Well, it basically should... What it means is that one needs regulation on actual advertising. It should not, I agree, should not be... uh, It has to be... Uh, done in uh, correctly, uh, lies should not be told. One has to give information. Uh, advertising should be done at proper times. It shouldn't be at early hours where certain people are affected. There are a whole list of regulations that can be introduced. And uh, by the way, industry and the government and health officials are quite a long way down in uh, determining the industry itself has advocated a number mm-hmm. of measures mm-hmm. that need to be increased. All right. Improved. Let's get the thoughts of uh, Bakisi Sangube. You know, the point that Faisal brought was interesting. What about his right to receive information, which is very different to the previous call, I think there's Maggie, who actually doesn't want to get any information because she believes these advertisers are just a bunch of liars. Well, as I said earlier, advertising is very powerful. Uh, in fact, the media in general, irrespective of whether it's an advert or news or whatever, is very powerful. So when we look at 130 people die on, in, in South Africa daily as a result of alcohol-related um, uh, issues, we, we, we really can, can, can ill afford not to do something about it. Uh, we remember we're told that the industry, advertising industry, was going to go under as a result of the ban on uh, on, on uh, advertising for, for for smoking. Yeah, mm. and the, 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 it never happened. We were told the same thing that uh, when the the plastics were to be sold, there was going to be dire consequences for drugs and all sorts of crazy things. But that also did not happen. Again, the the advertising industry will be able in few years to absorb the loss of this $2 billion, which they are currently getting, uh, the $2 billion that we, we know uh, 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 increases sales, 
more people uh, uh, increases the customers and all sorts of things. But in terms of the social cost, that's what worries uh, all of us. Okay, and that, that's certainly what many people are talking yeah. about. Just uh, uh, Naren Ralph from the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry, the the point made about uh, you know the the industry recovered from the tobacco boy ban, uh, did that not coincide with the, with the rise of uh, of mobile companies? So it's almost overlapped. Tobacco ban advertising happened, and uh, the beginning of the mobile industry, which meant a whole flood of new business that came into the market. But maybe as you answer that, do you have any thoughts on, on what the fight back position is? Are advertising agencies and brands talking about how they plan to fight back? The Chamber is still coordinating amongst its various members, uh, including those in uh, the uh, media industry, to try and develop a joint position. But again, I agree with Rob that we need to regulate the industry appropriately. Banning is not the answer. Through banning, we're effectively saying that the gun is responsible for the murder, not the shooter. And we need to take our responsibilities as citizens very seriously, and we have to move away from depending on government to regulate every aspect of our lives. If we go ahead with this, the next target for stringent regulation is going to be junk food. And once we get past the definition of exactly what junk food is, you're going to be told when and how you may consume junk food and the type of content that you should be consuming and probably the advertising of junk food will also be looked at. We need to allow citizens in South Africa to exercise their rights effectively, and we need to put support systems in place so that they're enabled to do that, Mm -hmm. not control and ban. We're moving in the wrong direction. We're undermining what our democracy has given us in terms of rights and freedoms. And this is often not appreciated when people look at one aspect of government intervention in a narrow context. There's a broader context that we need to be vigilant about. Okay. Let's get a final thought as we wrap up then to, uh, with, with Rob Jeffrey. Rob, your, Rob, your thought on, on, on the fight-back position. Is there a fight-back position? And, and if so, what? Well, I, I come back to the point that I made that this is a very important point that needs to be dealt with. Uh, the costs are, are substantial and there's social, economic and moral imperatives to do something about it. Uh, what we need is uh, government the health bodies and industry to get together and ensure that there is proper regulation of it, uh, and we should adopt a, a rifle approach, uh, and we should have a proper regulation of advertising. We need to regulate the sale of alcohol to the public, deter drinking and driving, and we need to educate. This is a major program uh, which can only be done through effectively uh, public relations and advertising. So, uh, you know, one affects that by banning advertising. And then finally, one's got to fairly implement the laws and monitor and enforce the legislation. These must be done uh, on a regulated basis. But to take a huge hammer uh, and probably with with the best results that we could determine uh, from statistical and uh, and studies of the world, we found that actually banning advertising will not target uh, alcohol abuse, nor does it affect 
the way that youngsters actually uh, communicate and ultimately get their information. Okay, of course it's, it's an issue that we'll discuss on the afternoon talk shows that I do, and that's more on the social impact uh, for some other time. But for now, in terms of the advertising and the revenue aspect, where do we go from here? Let's get a final thought then uh, with uh, Levi Tubeki, Cesar, Cesar Nube, who's a communication expert. Just your, do I not foresee that, never mind all the fuss at the moment, and that uh, it appears that people are polarized, there will be a compromise? And, and, and if so, what do you think that compromise will be, Becky Caesar? Well, I, I don't think there should be a compromise. Uh, South Africans are consuming something like 5 billion liters of alcohol annually, which equates to about 9 to 10 liters of pure alcohol per person. That is huge. In fact, if we had a way, we're going to ban the whole, uh, the, the whole industry, you know, because it brings nothing but pain. So I don't see a compromise. The total ban is what I would vote for. And I think the, the, the minister is on the right course. I've read the, 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 the draft um, uh, notes for the, for the, uh, that have been passed by, by cabinet uh, towards the total ban. I think we should do that. Um, uh, South Africa, uh, the future generations uh, will thank us. Okay, that's, well, where, we, we're gonna that's where we can, that's where we leave you. The total ban, as proposed by uh, Becky Caesar Nube, as proposed by the Minister of Health, of course. Thanks for your time, Becky Caesar. Thanks as well to Naren Rao, the CEO of the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry, and thanks to Rob Jeffrey, who's uh, the, an economist at uh, Econometrics, in fact, the MD of uh, Econometrics as well. Well, appreciate that. Some quick SMSs I want to read. I believe SA Breweries has finally crossed the line with its new biggest bra in the world advert that doesn't promote just brand but also consumption behavior. Across the line, we'll find out why. Almost all young people are smoking those illegal cigarettes from Middle East, but there's no adverts for them from MP. How naive to think that stopping advertising will stop alcohol use. I cannot believe the minister believes that. Invest more in law enforcement and proper punishment. See what really happened to the uh, VIP that killed four people in a red light while driving drunk. Uh, why do our ministers try things that have failed in other countries? America tried prohibition and failed. What do they hope to achieve? People are going to drink, even without advertising. People need to be educated about alcoholism, etc. The breweries and advertising don't make alcohol, uh, or people drink. People do that all for themselves. So if that's the case, then why would the advertising industry exist? I mean, just think about it. The power of persuasion, as in advertising, if it's ineffective and people do it anyway, then why would they even exist in the first place? That's the one thing. The second one is, I'm just wondering, will this issue become an election?